Okay, good evening, everyone. Thanks for joining once again. So we are continuing Simon Reish Memtes, dealing with the halachas of tzedakah. And of course, this is the source, this is the simon that deals with the halachas of Maisek Safim. And the truth is, it's not very, uh, it's not, there's not too much going on in Shulchan Aruch as far as Maisek Safim. So we we uh, took the time in Sif Aleph to discuss the halachas of Maisek Safim. We went through what is, the, you know, the different opinions found in the Rishonim, Achronim, and the Tshuva Svarim is Meiser Ksafim Adinda Araisa, perhaps Toisvis and the Safri. Some held it's only a Dirabanon. And it seems to be that most of the Paiskim hold it's only a Minog, especially uh, for the Svarim, they don't even have this Minog. But for us, it would only be considered a Minog. However, as many of the Achorinim said, it's a Minog that we keep. Some Achorishish that is a Din Dirabanon. But this is, for, for the most part, we consider Meiser Ksafim a Minog. However, even though it's a minog that we keep and a person should not go against the minog, we have some flexibility, according to the Chassam Seifer, that a person could do it the way they want. For example, we had a discussion regarding using Maisek Safim for mitzvahs that are, that are not only Hachzok HaSatayra or giving Tzedakah Ta'aniyim, although the Ramah said we shouldn't use the money for that. The minog over time became that we do. We do allow people to use Maisek Safim for those items. However, we said a person should not use it for dvarim shebechayva, things that are oblig- obligated, things that you are already obligated to, to give, whether it's matanas lavyonim or other mitzvahs that a person has to do already, you should not use maaser ksafim for that. So that was the background. We uh, At the end of the shir last week, we spoke about the classic shilas regarding how to give maaser ksafim, how to uh, calculate it. So we gave two different uh, schools of thought. Some learn that you should have a regular spreadsheet, so to say, and go over your annual or quarterly expenses, income, and figure out how much income was earned. And you have a list of deductions you could take, just like in your IRS for, for, uh, forms. And you would do the same thing for my six often. There's another option, which is based on the tshuva of the Chavis Yair, another price scheme that referred to this partnership as Hashem being your partner, your investor. And we said... If a person has has an investor, so anytime you're taking out money, that's when your investors would get reimbursed. So anytime you're pulling out money money out of the business, that would be a time to give my six off him. But if you keep the money in the business, so that would be that would, you could pay, you could defer the miser until whenever you pull it out. And we spoke about the classic questions, and some some of them are clear in halacha, some are debatable regarding 1031 exchanges and cash out refinances and stock uh, stock market stock dividends that are re, re, um, reinvested and other types of shadows. It's good for a person to speak with a rub once in a while in general, but definitely for this to make sure that you're doing it properly and that at least there's a cheshman of when you would be giving Meisirk Safim. Someone asked me today, can you pay Meisirk Safim in advance? Meaning he, he uh, has... People, people are coming to people are people are coming to uh, ask him for money, and he, it's beyond his typical miser. Is he allowed to give miser? Sorry, is he allowed to give tzedakah now? And he'll, he's giving future from future earnings, so to say. Let's say he makes hundred thousand dollars a year. Can he give twenty thousand this year? And he'll use it for miser from this year and his ten thousand dollars miser next year. But he's prepaying. Meiser. So if you look in the Chuvas, this is a discussion based on the Gemara and Gittin. However, Halacha once again, since the, the din of Meiser Ksafim is only a Minog, 
the Paiskin, the Chavetz Chaim, leaves it as an optional thing. If a person wants to do this, there would be some room, some room for a person to now use Meiser money future from future earnings. When a person does that, they also have to remember not to be Yavazvez Yosem Yechaimish. If a person is giving Meiser money for the next five years, he's giving that today. So depending on how much he earned, he, he could be uh, running into an issue of being Yavazvez Yosem Yechaimish. We pass a person is not allowed to give more than 20% of their income based on the Gemara, based on the Takanas Usha. Now, once I mention Al Yavazvez Yosem Yechaimish, I just want to. Uh, I guess close the sugya, so to say. We 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 uh, spoke out the Rama. The Rama, based on the Gemara, says Ayuvazves Adam Yosemichaimish. The person is not allowed to give more than a fifth. Why? Because Shemi Yitzarech Labrius. Maybe he's going to have to come on to Labrius. He's going to need to go around collecting because he gave away all his money. So there are a few exceptions mentioned in the Chavetz Chaim. Not everyone agrees to it, but these exceptions are good to remember. And for the most part, we we uh, we pass in like this. Number one, if someone is extremely wealthy, and there is no legitimate concern that they will be, uh, you know, someone who's going to come on to Labrius, they're so wealthy that giving a you know a few extra points, a few ex- extra percentage points is not going to make a difference. So perhaps the takana does not apply to them. Now, Moshe Feinstein does argue on that, but the Chavetz Chaim said it, and many rely on it. And when people are trying to give tzedakah, usually it will be mekel and will allow them to go with the Chavetz Chaim. Chavetz Chaim points out, I think we mentioned this earlier, that if someone spends money anyways in all types of things, Meshigasim, whatever is considered a Meshigas, so then he could also give Yosem Mishigas. Mish. Anyways, he's going to be a Star Chabrius. Is he, is he can or he should? If he does, then he does. No, he doesn't have to. He can but or doesn't have to? doesn't have to. Meister is just a Minog. To give Chaimish doesn't have to give Chaimish, but if a person is spending on anything anyways, he can't have this claim Petur, ah, Shemei Yitzarech Labrius. He doesn't care. He's buying um, whatever he's buying, and he's spending anyways. So he cannot have, doesn't have that excuse, so to say, of Shemei Yitzarech Labrius. That is the opinion of the Chavetz Chaim. The Gemara alludes to the fact that a person b'shas Moisa, when a person's on his deathbed, he could give. It seems like he could give a lot, perhaps even all his money. The Paiskim say, at least he sh- she shouldn't give more than half, or maybe only a third, not to give all of it away, and there are other ramifications to this in Hilchus Yerusha, which we're not getting into right now. Three more heterim uh, are found in the Avas Chesed, three more exceptions to the rule of Ayavazvez Yosem Mechaimish. One of them would be Hecha de Anim. If there's an Ani in front of him that needs to be fed, needs to be taken care of, he could give more than a Chaimish. Doesn't have to, but he could. Another one interesting Chedish uh, of the Chavetz Chaim, if someone has a consistent job, that means he has, let's say, a W 2 income, or he has money he assumes he's making reoccurring revenue, so then he could give Yosem Yechaimish on this month's paycheck, because he's assuming he's going to get next month's paycheck, so maybe that would help us in that fellow who's paying Meister in advance, if he has a consistent job, and he should be making this reoccurring revenue uh, next month, next year, so that would be Mutter, and a sixth uh, exception, which is quoted from Meshit Mekubetzes, is that when you have Hachzokas Atayra, let's say you have a community that's opening up a yeshiva, opening up a koilal or the like, and they need to raise money for Hachzakas HaTayra. So in those situations, there would be a heter for uh, go, you know, going against the din of Ali Vazvez Yosem Mechaimish. Now everyone agrees, if there's Pekuach Nefesh, you don't really need to come onto the Chavetz Chaim as an exception, but Mokim Pekuach Nefesh, that would also be mutter. We wouldn't say Ali Vazvez Yosem Mechaimish if it's Pekuach Nefesh situation. That would be mutter as well. What about the guy, the, the person needs a Yeshua, right? He himself is looking for a Segula. He needs, whatever it is, I'd say, whatever, the guy's a single guy, he's looking for a shidduch. He, he figures, I'll give a lot of tzedakah to get a shidduch. Why? 
you know, communion with Zeiss, right? One of the things you could you could test Hashem with. It's Meiser. Luchar, you can only test Hashem with Meiser. He's giving more than Meiser. He's giving uh, 50% of his money. He has nothing. As it is, he has nothing, let's say. He wants to give. He's going to go push himself because he wants the schiss of tzedakah, let's say. He's saying he's not allowed to do it. Pastors, no. According to Ramayish, according to many of the Acharnim, it's, it's a real issue. Unless he's very wealthy, if someone is very wealthy, okay, he's not he's not in, at risk, or he has a consistent job, so there's no concern. He could give a lot from this month or this year, relying on next year's salary. As long as Apitar he will have a job next year. But to give more, you're running into, you run into a shaila of Ayavaz Yosemichemish. So maybe he's Chashiv Kameis. I don't know. Maybe he's Bekaimi Anim. I don't know. Some Rabbanim, when they used to go for for whatever brachas, whatever they needed, would make them give a, a huge amount of tzedakah without knowing. You know, like, like, they didn't care about, I don't think they cared about the chaybish. It's just like, look, if you give X amount now... Uh, I don't so maybe the rabbis were malumah benisim and they they were uh, they saw in Shemayim that this person was going to earn it back. So it was also, I well, he wouldn't be a starach labrius because they saw that this was going to propel him to success. I don't know. It would seem to be Aser, that a person is giving Yosem Mechemesh in this case. Yeah. Um, I don't know. If someone's in that situation, it's hard to tell them not to do it. But unfortunately, it, it could be that they're, they're so desperate, they're doing something that's not smart. That they're so desperate, they're going to give uh, $10,000 to one of those organizations that advertise in the newspapers. And they're promising them Yeshua's, Rufus, and all types of things. And the minimum donation is $10,000. That could be a problem. So maybe we should tell them don't do it because you're being taken advantage of. Okay. Fine. Siv, let's let's keep going. Reish from test. I hope to finish the, the simon today. And move on to other halachas of Hilchat Sadaqah. So simon, Reish from test. A bunch of halachas. We'll go through one at a time. Siv Bays says, One should never give less, meaning every year you should give a shlishes hashekel, l'shana. If you give less than this, you are not mekayim mitzvah tzedakah. How much is this? So the price can calculate it's 256 prutais. So let's say 256 quarters. The has a if you take away Shabbos and Yom Tovim and Chalamayim, you end up with 256, but it's not, it doesn't really work out because you're going to have a little more than that. It's maybe Arab Shabbos, they wouldn't carry cash. I don't know. So 256 prutas, basically you give a quarter to tzedakah every day, you'd be yoyed to this din, and it sounds like anyone, anyone, no matter what, where you where you land on the totem pole, you would um, you would give a quarter a day for tzedakah. That's Sif Beis. Sif Gimel. Tzarech liti na tzedakah b'sever panim yafos. A person has to give the tzedakah with a nice face. You should have feel a pain of the ani. And you should talk to him. If you give it with uh, an angry expression, you lost your schus. It sounds like a person lost his schus. If you give it the wrong way, in an angry way, in a uh, in an upset way, then you lost your schus. We know this from the sugyos of Kibbutz Aim. The Gemara tells us that a person is better to give his father, uh, you know, uh, crackers and, and tuna fish than uh, with a, with a smile than to serve him cowboy steaks. But you're doing it the panim zayafais. That's not called kibbutz Aim, and you have a similar halacha regarding tzedakah. And this is all based on the pasuk. The pasuk says that a person says the vavcha, and a person has to uh, so the psukim are explicit that you should not you should not have 
Panim Zoyafais when giving tzedakah. If a person's giving it anyways, you might as well smile. You might as well do it in a cheerful way so that you get the schos. Kedele Siv Gimel, Siv Dalet, Imsha Loi Ha'ani Ve'in Le'mayitin Loi. So if an ani asks you for money and a person does not have, so lo yegrabai, don't scream at him. There be a kolei eleven, and you know, raise your voice. Eli, if I see him bedvarim, you should talk to him, ask him how it's going. Let's see, he's collecting for his daughter's wedding. When's the wedding? Who's the chassan? You could talk to him. The year liboy hatoyv shirut suddenly tenloi. You show him that I really want to give you. I would love to give you a hundred dollars. Unless any other masekas, I just can't afford it. And very often you cheer them up by doing that by saying I would love to give you more. I just can't, and I'm sorry. That is the. Uh, Shulchan Aruch again quoting, quoting the Gemara in Baba Basar. Also, the Hachzir Ha'ani Yashel Reikam Afilu Einos and Lei Rak Gregeres Achas. So, uh, there's another Isser. There's a new Isser that that a person should not leave the Ani empty-handed, even if you're only giving him the size of a um, of a fig. That's enough, but don't give less than that. Shenimer Ayoshev Ayoshev Dach Nichlam. That a person should not turn away an, a poor person Nichlam. Uh, embarrassing in an embarrassing way. There's a passing to him. One should not embarrass him. So if you give him something, a small amount, that would be that would be enough. So it sounds like it's only the ani hashayel. He asks you, can you please give me something? And a person should should be should give him should give him so that you don't um, you don't turn him away and embarrass him. Now if a person does not have, he doesn't have. But if a person has a quarter. So a person should give a quarter if the if you were approached by an ani. Now we gave many different exceptions. Going back to Simon Reish Mem Zion, we said from the Rav Chaim Eiser that this, the, if there's thousands of people collecting, at some point you just it's just impossible. You're not embarrassing anyone. There's a hundred people walked by him, and you were just one of the crowd. But if it's an embarrassing situation, a person should make sure to give uh, to give him that money. Okay, let's keep going. Sif hey and Sif hey, the Shulchan Aruch says, Im that he's able to fundraise from other people, that the schar for raising money is greater than the one who gave. So that means, if Reuven goes to Shimon and says, Shimon, I'm raising money for Levi, so Shimon gives $100. So Shimon gets the schos of giving. Reuven somehow gets two schosim, so to say. He gets he gets the schar that that uh, that Levi got the money, so tzedakah was given to Levi, and he also gets the schar that because of him, Shimon gave the money. So it's greater than than a person giving the money by himself. The Aruch Hashulchan we mentioned earlier on the Ramah. The Ramah says a person should remember that Anias is a gagal hachayzer, and and if if it's not going to happen to you, it's going to happen to your next generation. The Aruch Hashulchan says that a skula that he knows, he, he has a messiah on it, that if a person goes around collecting for others, then he will be saved from this galgal hachoyzer curse that everyone has to come on to uh, Aeneas. And as I mentioned from Rabbi Reisman, because the kolala seems to be on the busha, the busha mechaperis, the embarrassment of having to go around to raise money. So if you go raise for others, so you went through the embarrassment, it's embarrassing. Even if you're a wealthy guy, they go knock on people's doors and raise money for yeshivas and raise money for koilim and for anim. So you went through that process. You did the, you, you were yotzegeven on the busha and you will be saved from that. And your family will be saved from that. If you look at Rabbeinu Yoyna, Rabbeinu Yoyna in, in Perkei Yavis, Perak Beis, Mishnah Beis, 
He says on the words of you If you're oisik with the tzibor, you should be oisik with shem shemayim. Now, what does this mean? He's talking in a case where a person is going out to raise money for people, and he says, What do I need this? I'm going to go raise money for a mikvah or for my shul. They're doing it through me. It's their money. I didn't. I didn't give any money to the shul or to the mikvah. They did it. The donors gave it. He says, Don't think like that. You should be involved with the schusim. As the Mishnah there says, that when a person has the schus of doing things for the tzibar, it's really the schus avos that's playing itself out. And they will have more hatzlacha when you have uh, crowdfunding when it's more than one person giving, there's a lot more schusim because they all have schus avos, and that's greater than your schus. And Rabbi Yonah is saying that Hashem tells us, I will consider it So that it's as if it's coming from your wallet, it's coming from your hands. All the money that you raised on your WhatsApp status or when you sent out you know, uh, flyers, you got up in shul and you raised money for a cause, you could think about, what did I do? I didn't do anything. It's as if you gave it from your from your uh, from your own wallet. And in fact, it's it, they got more than if you would have given from your own pocket. And based on this, whatever you do, you're going to have and the source of their fathers will help you. He's hative his his for himself uh, a lot. As long as he has he's not doing it to do other things, he's doing it so that person will have tremendous chosim as we see, we say in Musaf and Shabbos it has to be done but there's tremendous chosim for someone raising money for others or getting other people jobs or doing these activities where it's two things, number one, why get involved it's not my problem, so you're going out of your way, and the person could think well I didn't give him the job, I didn't I didn't actually donate any money, but it was through you by raising money, by getting involved in in uh, fundraising, crowdfunding, speaking at dinners, whatever the situation is, to be able to, 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 to encourage other people to give, it's as if you yourself gave every last penny. Okay, that is Sif. Hey, Sif Vav. Shmoina Malis Yeish Pitznaka. There are eight Malis in Sadaka. Zulu Malamizu. Each one is above the other. So what are these eight milas of tzedakah? This is quoted in the, in, from the Rambam, in the Perik Yod, in, in the Halachas of Matna Sanim. So number one, he says, mm-hmm. So you have a Yid who's falling short every month. He's not making ends meet. And you go help him, you give him a matana, or a loan, you find him a job. So you give him something at that point before he gets crushed by by uh, falling behind, you, uh, you give him that, that little boost, that is the highest level of tzedakah. You're going to save him from so much embarrassment. If he has to file bankruptcy, if he has to go down that road, it's going to be a, it's going to be a horrible experience. But if you help him pay his electric bill, you help him you know, stay afloat for those few months, that is the highest level of, of tzedakah. 
That's the pasuk. The boy is to strengthen him. It sounds like when you give someone a chizuk, they're strong. They just need a little more chizuk. So you have someone who is almost there. He just needs that extra delta to pay his mortgage, to pay his bills, or something like that. So to do one of these uh, acts, giving him a gift, a loan, shutvis, or finding him a job, that that is the highest level of tzedakah. Rav Chaim Kanievsky points out that in that although shutfis or hava is usually a, a gift, but if someone is doing it with a heter iska, so very often you're not allowing the the uh, the ani in this case to actually make a profit. So he says you might be uh, ruining your zchus by you know make putting interest as part of the shutfis agreement and you know keeping it keeping yourself as a limited liability partner. You're not necessarily helping him the way you should. There's nothing wrong with it, and if that's the only way you could get involved, you should. But if you want, if you want to know the the mila of this top mila of tzedakah, it's an interest-free loan. It's a shutfis that you also are sharing in in the expenses and in the risk, and it's not just uh, you know a limited partnership. So the, the short money lenders, what do they call them? Hard money lenders. Hard money lenders. Yeah, that's what it's called. So as we, I think we spoke about it a few a few months ago. We differentiated between, you know, the loan to own operators where they have no interest, you know, interest, no pun intended, but it's not really to help someone in their business. It's really to take advantage of someone. You have someone who has a, you have a Hispanic guy, he has a fruit store and he falls short. He can't do payroll. So he doesn't realize that there's a whole world out there. His whole life is this fruit store. So he's willing to borrow money on 50% interest in order to, to pay his workers. So very often that's not, you're not really helping him. You're messing him up versus someone who's doing a fix and flip on a house. So they know that their all-in cost is going to be $600,000, including their hard money interest, their points, and their construction costs. And they're going to sell it for $750,000. So they bought it at five. They need a hard money loan for $100,000 uh, to, to what do you call it? To do construction and to purchase and to uh, flip it. And they're going to sell it at $750,000. They're very happy to take a hard money loan at 12% interest for six months because they have a business plan. And in fact, you're doing them a favor. So it really depends on, on what the goal is. Are you looking to take advantage of someone? Rashi says, I think it's in Mayir Katan or Chagiga. Rashi talks about these people that are doing it to take advantage of people. That's a problem. Here you're not taking advantage of people. This is a cost of them doing business. They don't have any capital. They need capital to do a business. So a short-term uh, hard money loan is, uh, you know, that 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 would be fine. Um, but I don't know if that would be the same Milo over here where you're exposing them at risk. You know, they, they have more exposure. It's definitely a, a, a chesed. And it should be done, but you're not going to get the purest boy, so to say, on that. You could go in as a partner, go in as a 50-50 partner. You provide the uh, capital, and he'll do the work as the contractor. And on the flip, you'll you'll share profits equally. That would be a good, that would be a good shutfis. Okay. Next, Siv Zayin. Pachis mizeh hanoisin tzedakah la'ani v'leyada l'miyitein. A little bit lower than that would be when you're giving tzedakah to an ani, and you don't know who you gave it to. And the ani doesn't know who uh, who he's taking it from. It's almost almost like this would be if you give it to the kubush tzedakah, give it to your uh, to your rav or your gabai or the shul, and he sends it out, or he allows people to come take, and he doesn't know who they are, or maybe he does. But either way, you don't know who gave it. 
I'm sorry, the Ani doesn't know who gave it, and the one who gave it doesn't know which Ani it ended up, which which Ani's hands it ended up in. That's the, that's the uh, number two. Going top to bottom, that's number two on the list. Now, the Mechaber Paskin's another interesting halakha. That you have to make sure the one who's in charge of the of the charity, he's doing a good job, and otherwise, don't give money if you're not if you're not confident in the in the uh, the baal tzedakah, the administrator of this of this uh, fund. Don't don't uh, don't give money. Okay, sivches pachos mizeh mizeh she pachos mizeh she yadeh hanoyis leminoyis in loy. So the one who gives knows who he's giving it to, but the Oni doesn't know who he's getting it from. So he gives an example. That they would go beseser, uh, they'd go at night when nobody was looking, they would throw the money to the house of the Oni. If you don't have good Gabbai Tzedakah in your town, so you should go around delivering, you know, Envelopes of cash into people's homes. They don't know who gave it, so you know you gave it to this ani, but they don't know who they got it from. If the ani knows who he's getting it from, so then the ani is somewhat embarrassed that he knows he came onto this person, so it's a lower level. But at, at least the one who gave it doesn't know who he gave it to. The example they give is the chachamim would have money, and they would throw it behind their backs, and they wouldn't look who would take it. The the Bali Yashuch and other person point out that they would make sure a Ramai wouldn't come. Some, somehow they were able to recognize the Ramayim, but when they threw it behind their back, the Aniyim would come and collect it. So the Aniyim, uh, they knew who it was coming from because they just took it from, from this guy, his, uh, his you know, toss behind his back. But the people giving, they didn't know who the Ani was. That's the, the, the next level. A few more. So in a case where he's going to know that you're giving it to him, so you know, if there's a two-way street, you know exactly where it's coming from. But he didn't have to ask you. You gave before he asked. That's a high level. Lower level, that you gave him exactly what he needed. He had to ask you, but you gave him what he needed. And you gave him less than what he wanted, but at least you did a besaver panim yafois. You gave a besaver panim yafois. And the worst, the lowest level is if you give it to him but you're utsev, you're you're sad, you're depressed. Depression is not the right word here, but you're doing you're not doing it happily. Now, Tahrain point out the last case was the lowest level of tzedakah, but it sounds like there's still tzedakah, and you gave it ba'atsev. Yet we saw in Siv Gimel, Im Nasnabfanim Zoyafis Rois, Hifsid Zhusai, you lost your schus. So which one is it? Is this is, is it considered I gave tzedakah, or did I lose my schos? So some players can say that in the case of sheitan leba atzev, on the outside he's smiling, everything looks fine. It's just inside he's not he's not uh, he's not happy, or any he, or he's not actively giving the saver upon him yafais. He's giving a parv stam face. Versus sif gimli loses his schos. That's upon him zayafais, and that seems to be a very um, uh, glat approach. How to reconcile these two halachas in the Shulchan Aruch? I would say maybe he gave him everything. I uh, gave him everything, but he gave him ba'atzev. But if he didn't give, at least he had some something he gave him. There's nothing going around it. But Sif Gimel doesn't differentiate, right? Sif Gimel just says if you have to give tzedakah, b'seiv upon him yafais, and if in and otherwise he gave it upon him zoyafais or rois, if it's chusai. So it's not so it's not so clear um, that that would be a good approach. 
Yeah. The gra, I think the gra picks up on this. Hold on. The gra in vav earlier. Yeah, he says that Issa would be, you know, layer levavcha, right? Or lesamets as 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 lesamets as as levavcha. Yeah, right. So there is an act of love that you're you're doing it in pain. But I'd say it's just a lack of happiness. Maybe that's the approach. I'm not sure. Either way, the Bible say that. There's definitely a difference between someone giving you a Zoya voice, sounds like an active, angry face, versus Shiit and Lai Ba'atsev. You weren't happy in the mitzvah. Next, the Ramah says, Va'akopanim lo yispar ha'adam b'tzdaka. A person should not be yispar. Don't, uh, don't uh, announce. Don't be, uh, what's yispar? Flamboyant. B'tzdaka shanoisein, that he gave. And the spar, if a person boasts about what he gave, not only is he not getting any for it, they punish him for doing this. Now, I would like to spend time next week just to go through this. This is a fascinating topic on its own because the, the remark continues, if someone was maktish something, like an Aroin or a Mezuzah, then they could write his name, dedicate a plaque, Veroy losses came. That's proper to do. Exactly. Go from manishin, or so we punish him for posting on WhatsApp that he just gave tzedakah, but we allow him to put his name on the building. How does that work? So, Mitzvah will talk about the next week. It's a fascinating topic regarding Yuhara and uh, Rabbi Mechabed Ashirim. And is there a chiv on us to be mechabed, those that give tzedakah, but they themselves should not be yispar? So, Bez Hashem will, will deal with that. After we finish the simon, I just want to finish the simon first, so we'll, we'll say that for next week. Sifya dalid, toiv litein pruta laani koidim kotfila. A person should give. It's good to give a pruta before davening to an ani. Shnei ani betzedek echazepanecha. I want to see you betzedek. So you give tzedakah before davening. This is brought down in Shulchan Aruch and Arachaim as well that a person should give tzedakah before davening. It's also brought down from Narizal. Narizal would give money. I think it's from Narizal. He would give uh, during Vayivarech David. And he would give, he would give coins then. It's also brought down in Shulchan Aruch in Hilchus Pesuk the Zimra. It says that that um, the Brick Yosef, the Chida, in the beginning of Reish Zion, quotes from the Arizal, that he would give tzedakah to the Gabai by Shachris and by Mincha, but he wouldn't give by Marev. And for some reason, Marev is an ace tzara, it's an ace hadin, and the Arizal would not give tzedakah by Marev. He would only give tzedakah by Shachris Mincha, Rabbi Reisman says there are those, that are, and he, this is how he passed them as well, Api Kabbalah, not to, not to ask for personal bakashas in Shemoneser by Mariv, based on this din of the Ariza, that a person should focus their, their by Shachar's Mincha, that's a time of, of Rachmanus, of Chesed. That's why we don't have Mariv before, right, right. I was saying this, this past this past Shabbos we had a Shabbos Chazon, right? So many have the, many Elitvish communities, they have the practice of singing, um, what do you call it? The Aletzion um, for for the Chadaydi, the 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 of Nusach. So I was saying that the the Litvax, when they daven Marev Friday night, so it's Taka Shabbos. So therefore they um, they, I'm sorry, Litvax is not Shabbos yet, so they can't they can't have Avelos on. So it's not a problem of doing Avelos on Shabbos because it's not Shabbos yet. It's Friday afternoon, but when they when they're singing Lechadaydi, so there's no problem of them of them saying it Aletzion. Uh, but chasidim, it's well into the night, so you can't you can't sing uh, Tisha B'av Nigunim on Shabbos, and therefore 
they don't have this minog and they sing regular songs for a night. Okay, but that's those have a minog. That, that, that's fine. That's their minog to sing. That's their oinik to sing that by the chadaydi. So it wouldn't be avelis on Shabbos. Okay. So that's another din found based on Arizal to give by Shachar Se Mincha. The Sadurim point out to give by Vaoshe Vakov Mefanecha. Let's do a few more here. Sift has Vav, Gabi Tzedaka, Shish Biyodam, Mois Tzedaka. If you have money of Tzedaka. Which, no. So the Mishnah brings this all down. The Arizal said to give by Shachar Se Mincha. Yeah, for sure. But we do is only by Shachar. You don't have that by Mincha. No, I'm saying, but do you feel like a before Dominic or like. The Shulchan Aruch says to give it before before tefillah before before sounds like Shmanesre. as long as you give it before Shmanesre, it'd be fine. So the minig is to give it by va'oshev akav mufanecha. By mincha, you probably should give it before davening. If just to go on a tangent for a second, many places they go around collecting by chazar sashats. It's not it's not correct because people have to have kavana by chazar sashats. They shouldn't go around collecting and making noise. People should give before or after davening, not not during chazar sashats, not during not during laning. So that's uh, that's also brought down in the Mishaburah. But if a person wants to be Yitzah this din, you would give money kaidim kol tefillah. So again, as my father was saying, if you dab min together, so you gave before tefillah, because you dab in shachris and you dab min chamarav. So you have two tefillahs, and uh, you gave before each. You don't have to worry about the Ariza not to give at night. But that was the Hanhaga of the Ariza. Next, Gabay Tzedakah, Shish Biyodamoy Tzedakah. So let's say Gabay Tzedakah has funds, that they were they collected. What should they do with this money? They could give it to whatever they want. The best tzedakah would be to marry off these basulois aniyos. The person can point out even if it's an amana, it's also fine. It doesn't have to be a basula dafka. Another halacha, that to build a shul is greater than the regular mitzvah of tzedakah. However, o mitzvah tzedakah that to give money to to support Tyra or to young children to learn Tyra or to give to Aniyim, that's greater than Mitzvah's basic Knesset. And Archaim and Simon Kufnun Gimel, the halacha is that, that you would sell a shul, you'd even sell a Sefer Tyra in order to be able to, to open yeshivas, in order to have, to teach Tinoike Shabbos Rabban. Rabbi Sarah Reisman says that in many kehillas in America, they built beautiful shuls, but unfortunately, they did not build yeshivas. So those communities are no longer in existence. I mean, I know from Minneapolis, you have you go a few hundred miles in any direction. There was a kehillah at some point, um, hundred years ago, hundred and twenty years ago. Sometimes they have gedolim still buried, uh, you know, that they actually stuck around till they till they died, and then they're buried in these cemeteries. But they have beautiful shuls now; they're churches or the like, but they didn't build yeshivas. And the halacha is that he would even sell a Sefer Torah in order to build a yeshiva. And he says it, it pains him, and I'm saying, I said this recently, and I'm saying it again, it pains him uh, a lot when he sees new shuls being built. They build these beautiful shuls with carpet and all types of things, and your your, your local Rebbe is struggling to make ends meet, and you're not supporting the loim de Torah, and it has an effect on the children. The children will not get the top chinuch that they, that they should get, and you see it in many communities where we're going back to what was the problem 100 years ago. 100 years ago, they focused on the shul, the institution. They didn't focus on the future, on the children. He says that's happening again 
where people are focusing, they'd rather, it's easier to raise a million dollars for, five, today it's five million dollars in inflation, easier to raise five million dollars for a new shul building campaign than to give to the school because the school's charges tuition and everyone has their own problems with the school. And you look around, look around Flatbush. The, the shuls are beautiful and the schools, they're still catching up. So one day they'll catch up, but that is, that is not what the halacha is, that the schools come first that's teaching the future. Okay, the Ramah points out, let's conclude with the Ramah. This, this minute that we have to collect money, this is talking about Yom Toivim, this is found in Hilchus uh, Roshana as well. They would collect money for Yiskar. This is a minog v'sikin, and the Ramah says, Umahani l'nishmai seim. It helps the neshama. He's quoting a rekeach. The rekeach says that it's, it's it, basically the Rukeach says that that uh, the, even the one who is nifter already, they will judge him. That look, if he was around in shul today when they were collecting money during Yiskar, he would give. So because he would give ma'ala love as if he gave now, so a person should should give for their for their uh, loved ones for when they're saying Yiskar to give because Hashem will say, oh, and and a person should do that, and that's why we give tzedakah over, you know, b'shas haskaris neshamais. That's the minhag v'sikin that's brought down in Hilchos Yom Kippur as well. And that became the minhag to, to say yiskar, and people should come to shul, in order that they raise money, and this is a schus taka for the mason. It's not some chassidish sefer, it's the rekeach, quoted in the Ramah here, it's quoted in the Taz and the Shulchan Aruch in, in uh, Hilchos Yom Kippur as well. Okay, any questions? Any others? Yeah. I'm called... Uh, right, right. 